Absolutely delighted to be uh, joined on this week's TRM podcast by Chris Barrows-Brown. He's an author, speaker, founded Upping Your Elvis, a phenomenal organisation that's worked with some of the biggest brands globally, and founder of the amazing Talk It Out app. And uh, we're going to be talking all things energy, uh, how to unlock it. We're going to be talking about why humans aren't designed for business. And we're going to be talking about how a 10-minute exercise every single morning can transform your mental well-being, your clarity, your positivity, your fulfillment. Um, great episode. It was a real pleasure to have Chris. Fantastic. Welcome to the TRM podcast to Chris Barrows-Brown, author, speaker, founder of Upping Your Elvis and Talk It Out. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Gordon. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you too. It's been a few weeks since you were speaking to a couple hundred recruitment business leaders at our summer retreat. Yeah, what a great retreat it was. I mean, um, the vibe was fantastic. It was full of bounce. Uh, we, uh, I think very successful. Yeah, no, it was, it was brilliant, brilliant. Uh, and a great session. Now, we're going to be talking energy. We're going to be talking Talk It Out. Um, for people who aren't aware of you uh, and have never heard of Upping Your Elvis, do you want to talk a little bit about fundamentally what you do? Yeah, of course. So so Upping Your Elvis um, is a business that was inspired by Bono. So when he was doing his Drop the Debt campaign, he used to go into organisations and ask what I still think is a wonderful question. He used to ask, so who's Elvis around here? Now, when you ask that, anyone can answer it because what you're really asking is, who here's a bit of a brand, a bit of a maverick, they get stuff done, they break the rules and they've got loads of energy about them. Now, I fundamentally believe that business needs more Elvis now more than ever. I also know we've all got a bit more to bring. So I help companies unleash the inner Elvis in their people, um, largely through the lens of energy, because if you get your energy right, life is easy and fun. And when you don't, it's the opposite. So we focus a lot on that. So when did, I mean, you work with some of the biggest brands in the world, Spotify and Nike and ITV, and I could go on. Where, when, did you, when did you hone in on energy as being the magic ingredient? That, uh... it's, yeah, really good question. So, so interestingly, I've been doing this for almost 30 years, and um, we've done it under all sorts of guises. We've done lots of innovation work, lots of creativity, lots of creative leadership. Uh, we've been, you know, we've, we've done some work waking up business. And then one day we were over in Toronto with, uh, with somebody who we've known for years. And we caught up with her. I hadn't seen her for a long time, Shelley. And we just said, you know, we're just trying to think about, you know, how we should describe what we do. And she just went, Chris, it's energy. And it was, it was just so obvious all of a sudden, because actually that's always what we've, we've had a reputation for. But we never really talked about it. Mm. Um, so since then, we've been honing the way that we communicate that and, and actually, it fits really well with where business is at. I think, I think 25 years ago, if I said, you know, I want to get the energy right in your business, people might have looked at me slightly strangely. Now, yeah. I think people are very aware of what that is and why it's important. What, but, so why is, it, why is it so more, much more relevant now than it, than it was 20, 20 years ago? Well, I think we've, we've, we understand, um, you know, certainly 25 years ago, there's still quite a few companies then who were very much about sweating their assets. And unfortunately, we were the assets, Gordon. And we're all, it was all about optimization and, you know, how do we utilize the most? And, you know, imagining that we were, you know, robots that had you know, eight hours a day and each hour was equal. And actually, if we really pushed hard, we'd get better results. And that's kind of the way that business used to be, because, you know, that's that's what you used to think about as far as all your resources. And I think it's dramatically changed. I think COVID actually has, has had a, a big impact on that because we've realized that actually we're, we're not robots. We can't work at the same level all the time. You know, my 8 a.m. is nothing like my 4 p.m. 
So to imagine that those are, you know, equal segments of time through the day with equal potential outputs would be ridiculous. Mm. And I think we've got that now. And, and the best business leaders I work with are all about creating the conditions for their people to be brilliant, regardless of who they are and how they're set up. And, and that's a massive mindset change, I think. How do you, uh, and so, I mean, some of the organisations, when, when I rang you a, a couple of months ago to see whether you'd, you'd, you'd get involved in our retreat, you were, the, there was a board of a major brand that was flying into your your retreat down in Lyme, Lyme Regis. And for an organisation that em, employs tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people, how do you translate that concept of energy and, and getting it working and flowing through such a big organisation? Yeah, so a great question. So um, we're quite a small business. So and, uh, and actually, over the years, we used to do quite um, traditional culture change programs. You know, you work with the leaders, you do big events for everyone, and then you train a lot of champions who go off and they role model it. And we stopped doing that. Um, number one, it's incredibly costly and very time consuming. Um, and, and what we've done now is we've kind of got a Netflix approach to doing things. So basically, you know, Netflix is brilliant, isn't it? Because you know you're going to get something fast and impactful and entertaining and engaging. I think, I think behavior change needs to be the same. So what we tend to do now is, yes, we work with the leadership team to make sure they're role modeling everything and they are aligned by it and they are embodying what the change needs to be. But then we run a series of behavioral experiments over quite a short period of time. I'm just doing it with one of the biggest pharma companies in the world. Um, and, and over five weeks, we basically have an hour a week with the whole of the organization, so thousands and thousands of people. We, the first week, we just get them tuned up to it. The second yeah. week, we give them one behavioral experiment, just something simple that they can do. Yeah. Um, and they basically do that all week in their daily practice. At the end of the week, they get together in their team and they go, hey, how did that work? What worked and what didn't? Again, just half an hour. And what's really interesting about this approach is, is a couple of things. Number one is they're applying it directly to their job. They're not having to go away onto a, you know, a, a, kind of a, a retreat in my home for a whole week which actually anyone can have a great time on, truth be told. You know, it, practically applying it, that's the challenge. So they're applying it practically immediately. The other thing is that they, they might join, for example, Unilever, but you know what? They stay for their team. So if you can contextualize that learning in that team, chances are that you've got, you've got way more stickability. So that's kind of why it works. So, so actually over a five-week period, you can have a huge, huge impact. And of course, because you're doing these experiments digitally, there's no limit to the people that you, that you can touch as well. But of course, they need to be Netflix. You know, they need to be exciting, engaging, energetic, and they need to help people do their jobs better. If they don't get a direct impact immediately, forget it. The, you know, the game is over. So, you know, the things you're asking them to do, they need to be honed. And, and you is has that come out of COVID in terms of address, addressing the thousands virtually? Yeah, very, very much so. I mean, you know, we, we couldn't travel. We couldn't go and do big events like we used to. So we start to do stuff on screen. And actually, we realized that doing things digitally had some massive advantages, you know. So a lot of my, my companies that I work with, you know, they're all across the world. Um, they're in lots of different places, cultures. And actually, I can access them so much better from mm. my home um, than I ever thought was possible. If, as long as you've got the right tech and you know what you're doing and, and you can support it in the right way. Uh, now, I, there's no substitution for doing live stuff, but we do that very deliberately for the right stuff rather than just seeing that as the blanket approach. And, and you all... But, you know, I've seen you on stage in front of 200 people and, you know, like like any great speaker, you can sense the room, the energy and you can flip flip from one thing to the other. How are you? Do, how are you doing that virtually? Um, well, I've got one today. I'm doing one for Ted today. And, um, you know, it, what, what's good about it is you just learn 
that um, you know, if you can get some faces on your screen, you've got something to interact with. So you can't see a thousand people, but you can get 20 or 30 up and actually have a bit of a game with them. It's a bit like the front row in an audience, really. So, you know, do that. Um, I think, you know, make sure you use the advantages of tech. So use things like chat boxes, VVox, all the little things that you can do to get some interactivity. Mm. Um, but then don't be scared to get people to stand up and move around and do things, you know, wherever they are. So, mm. so I, I do a fair bit of that. And, and I think the key thing here is that, you know, when you're doing stuff on screen, you've got to have more punch. You know, you, you can get away with stuff on, on stage because you can improvise, you can go with the group and the mood. And, and, and you, you don't quite have that touch and feel digitally. So you do have to execute um, in, in slightly different ways. But, you know, we've done it, we did it solidly for two years. So you pick up the nuance of those differences. And before long, actually, you know, you find that you've picked up a new language, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Can I just, um, you've done a lot of sort of change programs, um, you know, underpinned by some of the principles that you've written about and spoken about. What, what are some of the key principles for any business leaders because it's quite interesting in our membership at the moment uh potential change to the marketplace we may maybe need to shift our focus more towards the client less on less on the candidate um and the the most progressive recruitment businesses are doing things a little bit differently and you can see the early adopters and the sort of the early majority doing things uh, and, and pushing ahead for for what are some of the top tips you'd be you'd be giving to any sort of business leader sme business leader if they want to really shift the way that things happen in their business yeah um so i guess there's lots of things that will give you more of a chance for success one of the, one of the most um, obvious ones is get super super clear on what that change looks like and I, and I know that might sound a bit obvious but it is amazing how many times i go into massive organizations and they say right we want to do a change program i say well give me give me a sense for your vision and your mission and what your values and what your leadership leadership behaviors and it is a mess. It is a mess. I, I, I read them, I go, I've got no idea what these things mean. Yeah. I, I, if I walked into your business now, I wouldn't know if somebody was embodying that or not. You know? and, and then you've got, you've got a problem, right? Because you've got no clear direction. So be super, super simple and super, super directive. You know, I want people to do this. It looks like this. I know it's happened because of this. And then you can actually get people to embody it. Uh, and you can go around the business and see if it's happening or not. And then you celebrate those people who do so. So culture change happens for all sorts of different reasons, but one key element, like a, a sustain, sustaining structure, is what we call social proof. So when, when you see somebody doing it in the business, you collect that story. So people go, oh, I've seen somebody do that. I know what it looks like. I know I can do it. I can see the benefit. Oh, I will do it. And it, unless you are getting those stories and communicating them back out, you're, you're being quite hopeful. So, so, so that, that's a big part of it. Another thing is it's a campaign. It never stops. You know, so, so you know, there's lots of things you can do to trigger the energy and start it off. But you've got to constantly be reviewing and seeing how things work. I mean, I, I must have done 50-odd culture changes in my career and, you know, with big companies. And not one of them has gone quite the way I expected. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the reality because there's, a, there's a, a uniqueness to every change. And therefore, what you should really be doing is setting it up as an experiment, trying things out and learning as you go. And it's the learning that's most important. The experiments actually, do you know what? Yes, you can do some things to make them better. But the key thing is, regardless of what you do, there's going to be some surprises. So it's the learning and then go, right, what do I do with that learning next time to make it better? And the best companies are brilliant at doing that. Brilliant at doing that. Um, and then obviously you need some leadership support. You need that role modeling bit. If they're, if they're not behind it, go yippee waving the flag and living it every day. Forget it. You know, it's, yeah. it's a waste of time. So investing time and effort in their commitment up front is, is key. 
Yeah, no, a little bit. Um, I, I want to get on to talk it out. Just before we do, um, we gave all our members a copy of your uh, orange book, Upping the Elvis. Um, and I was just really interested in, in, in sort of personal energy from a personal leadership point of view, because it's uh, running running a business is uh, is uh, is full on. It's emotional. The highs are higher and the lows are lower than, than being in corporate land. Um, but I'm just interested in some, some of your sort of top tip it's got some brilliant tips that book it was perfect for the retreat but um it's some of the things that you've learned and i know there's a lot of science underneath what's in this about how we can manage manage our energy personally to make sure that we're delivering in the long run and uh, we're, we're having this podcast on the hottest day in history yeah. so it's uh, it's a good apt apt conversation this one it is yeah so so the book was inspired really um by you know our, our the fact that we're all about energy, we wanted to get more into it and understand it better. And um, we're not very academic. You probably guessed that, Gordon. So, um, you know, we like to try things and see how they work. And, and that's the way that we learn. Um, so we, we got some of the world's leading experts in all sorts of different elements of energy. And we got them to set us what we called energy experiments. So for one month, we would focus on one aspect of energy. For example, one of the first ones we did was sleep um, and understanding the power of sleep, which is massive as far as our energetic setup is concerned. And in that particular one, we did some stuff on kind of sleep hygiene at night, but we did a lot of stuff on napping because actually we're not designed for monophasic. We're, we're actually designed for polyphasic sleep, i.e. we sleep more than once. So we, 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 we played with that. That was the first one. We did that for a month. We then debrief it and say what worked, what didn't. We, we do a podcast with you know, the person that set us the challenge. And we've done that for three, three and a half years now. We, we've covered all sorts of different things. Um, and it is brilliant because we are, we're a living Petri dish, Gordon. You know, we're trying stuff out and see what works and what doesn't. Some stuff, no impact at all. You know, absolute failures, total flops. Other stuff has literally changed our lives. I mean, um, I just, I've just been for a swim this morning. I go every single morning. Um, I've, I've even got a refrigerated cold tub outside. So in the summer, I can still do the Wim Hof stuff. It had such a big impact on the way I feel. That's become a part of who I am. Interestingly, Jim, my business partner, hates the cold water. Right. So it just didn't fit for him. So we're all slightly different in what we, we go for. Now, what's in the book are what we think are probably 25 of the biggest common approaches that impact nearly everybody. So those are the heavy hitters that we know will help you get your energy right, not just just in life, but also in business. And, and, and in, in your experience, are we better now at looking after ourselves in terms of some of those top, top oh, two? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's totally changed. I mean, when I started business and I worked for a brewery to start with, um, and, um, you know, I worked for Bass Brewers years ago. And, um, and I would say that then we didn't look after ourselves at all. I mean, you know, literally all my leaders drank beer all day and smoked fags. And um, <laughs> they stayed up late. They got up early. They were on the red eye. I mean, it was literally a badge of honour to beat yourself up. And then they go on holiday and fall apart and wonder why, you know. Um, and, and they age very quickly. Now, most of the CEOs I work with now, you know, they're triathletes. You know, they, they only have wheat imported from Italy. You know, they, they've all got aura rings. They're, they're very obsessed by their sleep. They, they're very careful about how they look after themselves because they understand how important that is. So physically, I think we're very good. I think mentally, emotionally and spiritually, we've got a lot of work to do, yeah. to be honest. I think we're getting onto it, yeah. but we're, we're nowhere near as advanced as we were looking after our physical energy. Yeah, I love it. Right, can we, um, can we talk about talk, talk It Out? Because I know it's something you're very passionate about. Um, do you want to explain? I've, I've, I've done it. I've got the app. Do you want to explain to people um, uh, what it is, how it works? Yeah, certainly. So, so basically, it's, it's a really simple process. 
to help us understand what's going on in our heads. And, and the reason this is important is that what you think is what you feel. But 95% of your thinking is subconscious. And therefore, most people have no idea why they feel the way they do. They don't know why they're having good days versus bad. And um, it's incredibly common for people not to love their lives, but have no idea why. Right? And, and, and what, what Talk It Out does is it helps you understand what's going on, what it is that you're thinking your subconscious. So you can look at it in the cold light of day and say, actually, does that work or doesn't it? And the way it works is very straightforward. Basically, on any topic that, you, that you're um, thinking about, you have a conscious story. And that's, that's the story in that 5% of your conscious brain. And it'd be the story I tell you. If you said, How, how's your life, Chris? I'd say, well, Gordon, you know, uh, you know, families are good and da, 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 da. I'd tell that story. Now, as long as I'm telling that story, I'm stuck in that 5%. Now, what Talk It Out does is it takes that story out of your brain, a bit like releasing a cork from a bottle of champagne. So the other stuff can bubble up randomly from your subconscious. And the, the way it takes that cork out is very straightforward. You've got, you've got an app on your phone, you put a headset in, and you, you go and you walk and you talk into your phone about any topic that needs some attention. So it could be about work, a project, it could be a relationship, health, anything at all. And as you walk and talk, you've got a conscious story, eventually you run out. You just keep talking. And interestingly, as you, as you walk, you process kinesthetically. And Stanford have found that when you are walking at your natural gait, your creativity spikes by around 60, 60%. Because we process that, that way. Um, therefore, as you walk and you talk, you get into that subconscious really well. Now, every now and again, when you're in your subconscious, you'll say something that could be interesting. And you'll know it because you feel it. You'll go, oh, I just noticed that there's, there's some energy behind that. When that happens, you just press the button in the middle of the app. And whatever you say next gets captured in text. So you don't have to listen back to your whole recording. All of those insights just drop out. And then you can put them into your calendar. You can email people. You can do what you need to do to sort those things out. And then invariably afterwards, what people will report is a number of things. Number one is they'll feel a lot more clarity. Yeah, they'll go, oh, now I understand what's going on for me. They feel as if a weight has been lifted off their shoulder, therefore, and, and therefore energetically they feel better. And then they can pay attention to the things that, that are really important to them. Um, what we know from, from research in this, so we've, we've just tested it with the National Health Service. Unilever did all the research for us, is that by using it for 10 minutes per day for 10 days, Anxiety dropped 37%. Wow. Um, and to give you a bit of a sense, um, you know, Headspace is great and we love it. Um, that, that's 31% in, in eight weeks. We did 37 in 10 days. So it's really doing well. Um, actually, it's gone so well that the National Health Service are doing a peer review on it because it's such an impressive result. Also, we noticed that, um, that on the Warwick and Edinburgh wellbeing scale, they went from being possible depressives to being between average and high mental well-being in just 10 days, which is a huge shift. And also, funnily enough, their productivity went up by 39%. And the reason being is, we're not designed to focus, but what Talk It Out does is it gives you focus naturally in its process. So people understand what they should use their talents on, what's important to them. So, so I'm, I'm super excited. I honestly believe that it could be one of the solutions to one of the biggest problems we have on this planet, which is mental, emotional well-being. There's, there's over a billion people on this planet right now with some sort of challenge. And, and the travesty of this is two-thirds will not talk to another human being about it. They have to suffer alone. Now, they're five times more likely to talk to a machine than a person. So we're hoping that Talk It Out will get to those people that, A, have, have too much stigma to share, or B, don't have the resource to get therapy. You know, this is you know, going to be free to everyone who can't afford it. That's the idea. Mm. Yeah, no, my, 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 um, my experience was, A, I was flabbergasted by how simple it was. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, this is so, this is so, so simple and quite like, 
a lot of clever things. It's it's keeping it simple. But what you just said about ultimately when you dry up, then that takes you to a really interesting place. Yeah. And I, I, I got into the habit of when I was walking the dog first thing in the morning of doing it. And once I got used to the, because obviously we all do a lot of self-talk, but actually talking openly to a machine was a really unique experience for me. Oh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So what, what did you get from it, Gordon, just to give me a bit of a sense for the benefit for you? Well, I, I, I particularly used it when I was having quite a challenging time work-wise. I, I, I'm, I'm quite an open guy. I've done therapy in the past, so I'm, 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 I'm comfortable talking. I just found it was, a, it was a release that set me up for the day because actually once I got it out... Um, once I got it out, then things were a lot clearer and I could say, well, actually, okay, so that's the problem we need to work through and actually listening to it, seeing it, um, it's it's okay, we can work through that one. Um, and it was a bit it was a bit of a weird experience, but you get it, you get it becomes very comfortable very quickly. You get some odd stares from people also walking their dogs, but um, <laughs> well the thing is it's I mean it's two great insights. It does it can feel a bit weird. But, but, you know, we often think, oh, what will people think? I'm talking to my headset. Well, it looks like you're having a phone call. Yeah. So it's okay, you know. Yeah. But, but it does it does take a couple of goes to, to learn how to talk in a less filtered way. So, you know, anyone who's going to try it, I, I encourage you to do it a few times just to get into it, number one. Number two, I love what you just said. You know, when you've got a really busy head, and we all do, we've got too much going on, so we often have busy heads. Doing a talk it out, when you get it out and look at it, go, actually, it's okay. I can see yes. what I need to spend my attention on. And actually, it just packages things up in a way that it feels accessible and simple to deliver. And then actually we go, oh, do you know what? Life's okay. If I deliver mm. that, I'm happy. So, mm. so I, I have that experience a lot. Often, um, I mean, I, I, I do this. I, I use Talk It Out uh, a little bit like going to the gym or eating well, you know, to look after my body. I do Talk It Out to look after my mind. And there, there are times uh, where I just go, do you know what? There's something not right. I just, I'm not quite feeling the way I should. Mm. I'll go and do a Talk It Out or I'll come back five, ten minutes later absolutely perfect again because i've got whatever it was that was bugging me but i didn't even know what it was that's the weird thing about it gordon i knew yeah. it wasn't right but i didn't know what it was until i did a talk it out and that's what i love about the power it, and it's a bit like water you know water will always find its way to where it needs to go right we're talking about it doesn't matter where you start it'll get you to where you need to go which yeah. is yeah 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 and you it, it, you uh, i remember feeling you know you, i dry up and think okay come on keep talking i haven't done my 10 minutes yet and then then the interesting stuff comes and it 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 it, it does does get out of you and I, I was just thinking as you're talking you know you know i get messages on slack on whatsapp on 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 guild on about six or seven different channels which utterly uh, confuses my little brain yeah. so to start the day with some real clarity about what what'll make the day great or whether it's work relationships whatever and also narrow it down to the stuff that's really really key yeah. it's um it, it was really really powerful and, and sort of quite empowering actually because it allows you to say right okay i can today i've got it i've got your day yeah um, and i i, I mean I, I think this is all about kind of working out what fits with you with, with the nhs we got them to use it uh, first thing in the morning to get clear on what their focus should be what their big thing is for that day and then at the, when they finish work how did that day go Mm. And actually reviewing your day is another really useful thing. What did I learn? What can I do better tomorrow? So that's a really nice one. So book it into your day. Another one that's, that showed great benefit is actually doing it on Friday just after lunch and putting okay. your week to bed so that actually you can have a whole weekend with a free mind. Yeah. Which, you know, very, very few people I know relax properly over the weekends because they're still thinking about work. And actually just the process of doing a talk it out on a Friday afternoon can just put it to bed in such a way you free your weekend. And of course... 
If you put those insights into your diary for Monday morning, you know they're safe. You can worry about them then when you come back to it. So that's another great way of using it. The um, the um, I was speaking to a, a mental well-being expert about six months ago, and she was talking about a tsunami of mental health issues coming our way. It's still the sort of the residue or, or the legacy of, of, of COVID, and that was before we had the cost of living crisis, not everything that's uh, happening at the, at the moment. It just... Uh, as a, I just felt the app actually for any for any manager to encourage their people to talk and 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 be open um, was just a really powerful opportunity to. Yeah, I, you know, I I think so. So I, I you know after COVID, I've, I've been with a lot of my clients. I've been getting the leadership teams back together again to talk about their experiences and to share because you know we've all had learnings and we've all been you know disconnected from each other and actually having that share and getting stuff off each other's mm. chest has been very therapeutic really therapeutic but you know a lot of them can't do it a lot of them aren't, aren't that comfortable sharing talk it out there's nobody judging you no one will ever hear mm. it it stays mm. on your phone no one can access it it's totally private mm. it is an easy way for people to process and and actually we just had an experience of this recently there was um there's a lady um in one of my uh my clients businesses who who tried to look it out for the first time and, you know, she had a terrible experience two years ago. She had a baby. Within a couple of weeks, it died. A terrible, terrible thing. These things happen. You know, there, there's trauma all around us in life. But that was a shocker. She hadn't talked about it in two years. Mm. Yeah, and she started to use Talk It Out. And within two weeks, she had processed what had been going on for her to the extent she felt comfortable enough to now talk, get proper therapy, get the support. It's completely changed her life. Mm. Because what it did was, it, you know, it, it helped her go into a place that she wasn't comfortable talking to others about. And that's the beauty of talking out. You know, it's for you. It, no one else can hear it. You can, you can just process. So, you know, my ambition is get it to the people that need it. I mean, how many people have had a, a, a difficult experience in their life? I, I'm for one. I definitely have. Who, who haven't felt they can share it with mm. others, right? And if we can just get more people doing that, I think we can get more smiles on faces. We can help people get back into life and let go of some things that have been difficult and get the learning from it so we can have positive energy and you know what? If that's if that's what I bring to this world, I will be delighted, Gordon. Because yeah, I have to get up every day. Yeah, no, I love it. So anyone listening, uh, talk it out. Uh, it's it's free, it is. Um, and uh, really urge you to just check it out and give it a go. Um, last couple of things. Used on your website, you say humans are are not designed for business. What do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. It, this is a bit of a challenge, isn't it? Because, um, you know, we spend most of our lives doing things we're not designed for. You know, we're actually designed to be hunter-gatherers on the savannah. We spent 2 million years doing it until 12,000 years ago. It's what we all did. Business is a very recent construct. And, um, and most of my clients make the mistake of trying to fit in with what business needs. And I can tell you what business needs. It needs all of you every minute of every day, all the time. That's it. It'll suck every bit of energy you have. What we should be doing is the reverse, making business fit in with what we need. We're the more ancient design. Understanding what makes us tick mm. and using that better will mean that we will show up, deliver much better work, and then business wins too. But you need to understand what we're designed for. And actually, a lot of the stuff in the, in the book, Upping Your Elvis, is all about that design and understanding how to surf its waves better. Mm. Brilliant. No, I love it. Um, and, and final one, who you, you spend your life on stage or on screen um, inspiring others. Who's, who's inspiring you? Oh my gosh! Um, I mean, there's there's so many people that do such great work. Um, I, actually, I'll tell you what I'm inspired by right now. I'm just reading Bob Mortimer's book, and uh, Bob Mortimer, what the journey he's had, and the way he's had a perspective on it, open heart surgery, and the way he's come back from that is fantastic. So I think there's there are so many people out there who are basically 
hitting some bumps in the road, but find their way through it in a really human, energetic and brilliant way. And, you know, that's what I'm reading right now. But I mean, there's, there, there is, there's so much great stuff out there. You know, I, I love the Wim Hof stuff because that's, that particularly sits with me. I've done loads of hypnosis. I do lots of shamanism. I, I try all sorts of stuff out um, because, you know, I'm one of these people that think that you can learn from pretty much everybody. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, so I'm constantly out there like a magpie. Um, and, you know, I hope I never stop because that's what life should be about. Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure. Best of luck with talking out. I think it's brilliant. And, um, and, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you, Gordon. It's been a pleasure. Follow us on social media by searching The Recruitment Network on LinkedIn and Facebook, at The Recruitment Network on Instagram, and at The REC Network 1 on Twitter.